0: We laugh, we cry, we learn, but really, what doesn't kill you makes you better at managing clients and everyone. I'm Morgan Friedman, and this is Client Horror Stories. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the latest uh, edition of Client Horror Stories. And I'm excited to uh, hear uh, what I'm sure is going to be a fun and crazy story from my new friend, Anthony Higman. Great to have you here, Anthony.
1: Thank you, Morgan.
0: Excited let's, to be here. Let's talk about let's,
1: about, uh, Client Horror
0: Stories. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's jump right in. I love jumping into the stories and many of us rest. Let's go.
1: Awesome. Okay. So, um, I have a lot of client horror stories. This one is going to be about a local law firm in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, this is like sort of in the early days of, uh, SMB team, which is the company I work for. Um, we had to, this is like, again, way early, I think first year. And we had to like really work hard to get this client's business. So, me and Bill, CEO of SMB team. Oh, I, I just want to interrupt with a thought. I hadn't realized yeah, no, no, it. Yeah.
0: Until, I hadn't realized it until you said it now. But it could be that working really, really hard to get a particular client could be a risk factor. Something I've seen. Oh, it, is, was. It, oh, it was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I've seen this pattern also where the, the people that are so picky and want a zillion meanings all of this before you start, it's like, there is, it's like it's part of the psychology where their expectations on everything are just so unrealistic. So knowing nothing about your story other than it was hard to get them, I'm already seeing yellow.
1: Yeah, it, totally. That, I, I have some red flags in this story I'll point out. But yeah, it, it's tough there, right? Because <laughs> it's such a mixed bag of... And- Opportunities that you get. Um, I've also had awful uh, experiences with people who just sign up on the first call. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> when you don't have to. so really it's like a coin flip. I never a know coin. is this person be a good client or a bad client. Um, but this one, yes, we did have to work for a couple calls and then me and Bill went out to their office in person on a Saturday, uh, all suited and booted, ready to go, ready to impress walked up and they were like moving their office around. It was a, a bizarre situation. We ended up like helping them move. <laughs> so we were like moving computers for them in our suits. Like th- this is how the experience started, right? So had a couple calls, talked to them kind of about their needs, did it in person, ended up uh, moving their office around. So that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm a humble guy, I'll do whatever. And you know, we were trying to get their business. <laughs> So this is kind of the intro. So we sit down in this office with uh, one of the main partners talking about what we can do, all the cool kind of targeting stuff and, you know, the technical details. Um, they had, I don't think they had done Google Ads, right? And we had, we're had we sitting down in the office with the, one of the main partners. The other main partner comes in. We met him briefly, and it's a kind of like an odd uh, uh, introduction, got like a weird vibe from him. Um, and then we, you know, we keep going back to this meeting. Um, in the meeting, he is we're talking about like Google My Business, all, all the you know, normal stuff you talk about. <laughs> and he told us that their Google My Business got shut down because they were giving <laughs> they were giving gift cards to like paralegals and secretaries to get Google My Business, Google My Business reviews. And the secretaries were just making them up to get this money for Google My Business (laughs) Reviews. So uh, second red flag, right, is, okay, their Google My Business is shut down for incentivizing employees to give fake Google My Business (laughs) reviews, but again, back to this is year one of us in the business. And, and, and
0: And also that behavior could be maliciousness, but it could also be cluelessness.
1: Exactly. So we did not know. Right. But right. And we're just trying to get this client. We we have, I would say probably like 30 clients at the time, but we're really trying to grow and every client matters. Right. So. Right. Um, end up staying in his office probably for like two hours, just talking about digital marketing, the business. Moving computers. like that. Yeah. Moving computers. Um, we leave, um, you know, say goodbye. And then, uh, he becomes a client, I think a couple of days later. Right. So, um, everything starts out fabulous. We're, we're bringing in like a ton of leads to the firm. They're all becoming cases. It's just really going great. Right. Um, and I love that kind of, a uh, experience where, yes. uh, everything kind of just works, right. We set it up and, turn it on and leads are just coming in and they're signing up cases. That's literally the perfect experience, right? (laughs) He's happy.
0: This this is client hard stories. So it's probably too good to be true. Oh, no, no,
1: no. I know. It's common. It's common. Um, And so, you know, then there's that uh, kind of building trust and communication part, right? Which is... This is back when I'm like just an account manager. I'm I'm like, so I'm managing this account, um, and I'm talking to him probably weekly in the beginning, right? Having like a weekly call check-in. He's telling me new ideas. We're kind of just chatting about results so far. Everything's going good. Uh, So about like a month in,
0: again, things are. I like how I like how you. I like how you timed your drink like just as the excitement is building. A month in, boy, you pause, I need a drink.
1: About a month in, uh, he becomes like a little bit less responsive than he had been in the beginning. Um, but I don't think like anything's weird at this point. Then out of the blue, like the other partner, the one that we had met briefly and got yeah. kind of like a weird vibe from um calls and says, Shut everything down. And I'm like, uh, and like I'm not communicating with this other partner, it's just me and, and the one partner,
0: right? So it's so like, out, like out of the weird, blue. He likes, yeah.
1: Out of the blue, out of the blue, shut everything down. So I'm like, um, okay, like, hey, uh, I'm not sure what's going on. Let me talk to other guy, right? Mm-hmm. To to like <laughs> get confirmation because he's the one that like signed all the papers. He's our client, right? Um, So (laughs) I can't get in touch with him. Again, like everything had been going awesome. They've been signing up like upwards of 20 cases of of, like, I think every two weeks, um, which is like crazy on the ad spend that they had too. Um, And so I can't get in touch with, with, uh, with the main guy, the guy, the other guy tells us, turn everything off. I'm trying to like talk to the guy who reached out, get more information. I look up online the law firm's name and suddenly it's changed. (laughs) (laughs) Why? From the initials that were what we started with in the beginning, let's say like L, L, A and A or something. Right. I'm just going to make something up here. Then I I look up the the web or the the law firm after this guy calls in and it's like L B and C and I'm like what <laughs> so the guy <laughs> our client isn't on the website anymore and I'm like what the f is going on I can't get in touch with him his phone's been turned off he's not on the website um, and he had just been fired. So it turns out (laughs) it turns out that um, that was like his last ditch effort was hiring us Uh to bring in to bring in the numbers that he was supposed to hit. And he was hitting them. Right. He was hitting the numbers because of it. Yeah. yeah. And so like the, the 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 other partners had, I guess, given this guy an ultimatum hey, we have to let you go unless you hit these unrealistic numbers that nobody can hit. And we were getting him. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: And hysterical. then they went,
1: shut it all down. <laughs> because really, they were just trying to get rid of this guy. So it was an interesting, uh, a very hysterical. interesting uh, experience. Um, and I know that's not going to take up an hour here. So I have, I have other ones. <laughs> you know, by, by the way,
0: I, I say we jump into another story. But before that, this is the story is short but sweet. I, I really like it. I want for all the younger listeners, I was telling you before, in the target market is a younger version of, of, of ourselves. I think there are a few interesting lessons that come from here. One of them is it's important to understand your client's objectives so um so like even if he tells you oh the objective is to get more clients he really had another objective oh yeah to to not get fired and right. um so so it's so it's important to dig under to figure out what's happening they'll give you one objective but there's usually a secret other one and often you have to build up a relationship or friendship before they're like a trust before they're willing to tell you, okay, really, this is my, this is my last, lastest effort. And I think, and I think a second lesson, um, from, uh, uh from the sorry, I you going to say, I just want to say be- before I forget it is it's important to know not just the person that hired you, but the decision maker behind him as well, because yeah. if you had had a relationship with that other person, then you could have potentially, potentially they could have been like, Oh, we want to fire this guy anyway, but you're doing a great job. So, so that could have happened anyway.
1: Right. Oh, and on that, right. Because I had kind of like deferred to the guy who'd hired us. I couldn't get, we couldn't stay on with, with the firm. Right? right. Cause he was like, Oh, you sided with that guy. Right. In that, in that exchange. And if I had played that like a different way, and try right. to get more of the story from the other decision maker, it could have, like, remained a client. And it didn't matter how good the results were. It was like trust was lost with, I went towards this guy rather than listening to what the other decision maker
0: okay. said. Yeah, so, so I think a, another lesson related to that is that it's inevitable that you play politics in in, in, in any organization.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and it is all about trust. Like that again, like um I said this to you earlier. Looking back on all the client relationships, that is the biggest factor is, is trust in kind of an industry where trust is so important and unclear, right? Like I think one of the biggest things is every marketing agency out there says, we can do this, we can do that, we can get you a 1,200% ROI, right? And like clients don't know what to believe or really like how programs work. So it's hard to gain that trust in a very untrustworthy industry where you can make anything look like anything.
0: I, um, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. And it's building up trust and trust among multiple, multiple people in, in, the, in the organization.
1: Right, right. All right, so I'll jump into another one. Um, let's again, let's do it. Love it. Again, early days. Um, and this one was, so when we had started, um, it wasn't just legal. Like legal was my experience mainly. But when we had started, it was uh, kind of open to home services, finance, um, healthcare a little bit, and legal, right? The majority was legal, but we had like a little bit of sprinkling of all the other clients. So this one is a home services client um like roofing kind of contracting all that kind of stuff right um so this one again early days doing what needed to be done we were this was a client where i had to drive out um to another state once a month to do like an in-person reporting session with them um which we were doing again in the early days but have Kind of discontinued that. Um, and this guy was like a really intimidating dude. Just like a, a big, a big dude, kind of like mean and intimidating. So, like that's how I started this relationship. And backstory is he had already been through uh he had already had like another another person in the organization who had been let go. So this was like a transition. I was coming into this transitioning from the last account manager, which is always a turbulent experience, right? Like when you're doing a transition, always a weird kind of...
0: Transitions are always turbulent. And I would add to that, that if there have been some clients I've had where I discover later, it's not just they fired the guy before me, they fired like eight people in a row over eight months or something because... Sometimes when you, when you fight when there's too many problems, the problem is not the people you're hiring, but you.
1: And so this was we had let somebody go, so like had uh, a different account manager at the SMB team.
0: Oh, sorry, I, I okay. misunderstood.
1: No, 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 it's totally cool. So, so again, it was like an internal transition on our Got it.
0: Uh, got it. Got yeah. Which is this
1: still perfect. And, and we've been working with this client, I think, for over a year, right? Um, everything's going pretty Bye. good. I come in, um, and and this is like a really really great lesson, Morgan. I come in and I oh actually no oh backtracking backtracking sorry he oh. had gone through two transitions at SMB team.
0: So. <laughs> by, maybe my point of, that I just said actually does apply, but from his eyes,
1: he's 100%, like, 100%. He's like <laughs> what's up with are these great- FMB guys? They're, they keep on changing my account they can't hold right, on. Right. 40- and this is, this is a great, <laughs> great, great lesson. So yeah, he had gone through two people. There was a guy named Jason and a guy named Scott and, um, that worked for us, and whoops, I said their.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> fine.
1: Cut those out. A guy named uh, Account Manager A and Account Manager B, who had worked with this guy prior to me working with him, who we had let go. So I'm the third person in. I drive out to meet this guy again. Very intimidating, uh, type A personality in roofing, and I'm the third guy he's dealing with. And I go, we got to do everything different. <laughs> and the 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 tricky part here is also the last guy had said that right so <laughs> it was and, but this is the reality right things change yeah. quickly in digital marketing so because totally. it, was, it was all manual kind of with like testing out automations with the first guy then the second guy was all automations uh, with broad match and then I come in and my experience is mostly legal and I'm going no broad match no automation back to manual right but this guy's been through three people so his main pain point was this guy says I got to do it this way next guy says no, no 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 you're doing it all wrong now you're saying that guy was doing it all wrong right so I can see it from his point of view, like. Everybody's saying something different. Not not a good experience from a client side, right? So like right. huge lesson there. Um, anyway, I, I think I'm doing the right thing. So so
0: let us pause yeah. and just just talk about that lesson because I think I think it's a really good lesson for younger agency owners or um, or, or, or managers, which is constantly changing on your side. Gives the impression that you are, It's not just that you don't know what you're doing, but that there's no process. And clients want to hire you. For, want to hire you for for the process. And and it. So an ideal universe is even when the people change, the process stays the same. The reality is every account executive or account manager has a different style and different preferences and different and different experiences. And reconciling those with a consistent process for the client is one of the is one of the core challenges.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. And that's like, that was, again, this is like a huge turning point in the organization because he had said this perfectly. He summed it up. He said, this guy did it this way. This guy did it another way. There's no SMB team way. Right. Yes. And it was a light bulb for us. We said, okay, there's gotta be an SMB team way. And we lost this client. Right. So huge, huge learning experience was the process needs to be consistent across the board because you can't have guy a doing it one way guy b doing it another way and then guy c doing it a completely different way um it's the optics right How, there's always going to be changes but it's the optics that there is a process that we follow across the board so huge uh painful lesson but like extremely important in our growth of an organization
0: I know, I- it's it's a great lesson. I would take that lesson a step further, and I would even incorporate this lesson into your marketing. Said said different said differently. Why do people hire you or anyone? And even outside of digital marketing, I think the reason why people are hired is oh, you've done this before, so you can do this again. Look at your great result. Why case studies great? You've done this. You can do the same. You can do the same for me. And if you've done this before. What is the proof that you can do it again? Process, because if you don't have a process, you 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 did it pre-successfully previously either through luck or randomness. It's only process that lets you that lets you recreate. Which is why I think marketing process is
1: very powerful. A hundred percent, totally agree with that. Um, Yeah, so we, uh, you know, I'm the third guy in telling him we got to do it this new way. Um, and he's open to you know my suggestions because i do have a lot of understanding of the ecosphere of digital marketing right um i know i think like it's really important as a digital marketer to not be hundred percent zoomed into the programs that you're working in but also know what's going on in the periphery like there's a lot that changes uh from legislation and I call it big tech chess moves basically. Like, what are the big companies doing? Like, where are they moving their pieces? And what implications does that have for the programs that I'm running in? Right. I think it's really important to understand. And I knew this and I was talking about it to the client. Um, and he obviously knew like that I did have an understanding of the pieces, but this is also like a very unique time. It was when local services ads had come into the market for roofs, okay? And right. this is a huge disruption. And I think people don't really think about how disruptive of a change that is when Google changes how the search results page is entirely, right? Totally. <laughs> Previously, I had a way and I could do it by getting to the top of Google search results page, right? So like a lot of... um A lot of the success I had had was manual bidding and making sure that I did it right where I could maximize budgets and get up to that top spot, right? So when local services ads come in and it kind of changes the landscape, um, it's a turbulent time and results fluctuate, right? And if you're not on top of that, if you don't see that coming and you're not allocating budget correctly, results are going to drop for a client. And that's what happened here. Right. And so I'm, I'm telling him, Hey, Hey guy, like, I hear you results dropped. This is what I'm doing. This is why I think that they've dropped is because LSAs have come into the picture. These are the things I think that we need to do to get results back up. But it's also very interesting in digital marketing is as a digital marketer and as a client, like I can, I can also see from their perspective. It's like I'm blaming things on something, right? Like I'm going, "Hey, the reason is because this new thing came in, and like that's why results dropped." But it seems like I'm like deferring blame. Towards, I see. I towards see. Towards the change, not like I'm like. Um, yeah and and it is that but like that is the reason do you know what I mean but like it's hard to see that from a client's perspective it's like
0: I am so so when you
1: started at the
0: same time there is this Google algorithm change which made the results job so as a result you turn into the fall guy right
1: Uh, right so it was a really difficult spot for me to be in Um, I really like ended up not wanting to go to these meetings, right? Because (laughs) I couldn't, uh, like, we were making changes in real time. We were trying to get um, all of the office locations up on local services ads, but I'm behind the ball, right? I'm in transition. There's There's a change to the ecosphere. I'm trying to tread water here, and I'm going to the, I'm driving to these meetings, and kind of just getting berated at these meetings. <laughs> and um, so I ended up like really not wanting to go to these meetings because again, like it was, I'm, I'm fighting against the current here. I'm trying to keep up results, but I'm not getting to them to the level that they want. Um, and I'm still going, I'm still going to the meetings, I'm driving, I'm, I'm taking the, the punches that are coming at me. But again, like I'm trying to explain what's going on and how we can change and why results aren't there. But again, it always seems like I'm deferring blame. I think this is like a big thing in, in uh, digital marketing is because, you know, there's a lot that we can control, but there's a lot that we can't control. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot that we're at the mercy of Google's algorithm changes.
0: And even and two points on that. first as much as we're at the mercy of it, we always can adjust to the changes, um, but that always takes time. Like Google makes an announcement and you can't tomorrow have the right perfect strategy on how, on how to deal with it. There's always a couple months or so transition to figure, okay, this SEO technique no longer works. I need to do that SEO technique instead. So as a result, in those during those couple months, that that, uh, that will always be harder. And I think, this also comes back to the point we we're getting at earlier about the importance of having a high-trust relationship with a client because in this case, you're the third guy. It's checking everything up, so the trust wasn't there. But in a more, in a more ideal universe, you could have previously spent a year building up trust so that when the algorithm changes, he will have more confidence that, okay, in a couple months, the SMB team will be able to figure it out.
1: A hundred percent hundred percent and I think I you know like I was I was figuring it out we were getting there literally yeah. I feel like two more months in it would have all leveled out and 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 stepped up from there um and he canceled so again like very painful mm-hmm. lesson um <laughs> I, I took all the punches I was the punching bag I was trying to explain and I think again that's like a situation, um, a huge lesson, but like you, you need that process. You need to be able to explain, but again, like transitions are always a turbulent point. So it's kind of just like the perfect storm. Um, I, I tried to weather it and I think I was so close to breaking through and they canceled. Um, but, by I, I'm the not way, to sure do- like,
0: yeah. To do a brainstorm for a second there's a really interesting software development technique to solve the software developer version of this problem. I someone's building software and they quit and no one else can read the code. A classic, a classic way to solve that is a strategy developed about 15 years ago called pair programming, which is have two people develop together. And then that not only makes it faster in that when there's a, when so the development is complex or there's a tough problem that you can figure it out together. But two people side by side, building it together, when one of them quits after a year, at least there's the other guy that that still knows the code. So I'm wondering if there's an interesting agency model where you could have two account managers for uh, for, like, for for like for any account, because as account managers rotate in and out, there'll always be at least one person there who, who, know, who knows the background. That might be an interesting differentiator for some agency out there?
1: Oh, well, that's an awesome point. Um, and that's kind of what we're trying to do right now.
0: Oh, I, I read your mind.
1: I think it's well, I think it's kind of a normal. So it, it, it's very tough, right? The, the perfect agency model. Um, we're experimenting right now, breaking it out, right? So like technical client experience, somebody talking to the person frequently, also somebody doing the technical work behind the scenes. Um, there's that model, right? We're experimenting with that, but also like a hybrid tech client experience person. So the client experience managers that, like the model that we're trying right now is that, right? But the client experience people are ex account managers. So, like, I we also know the knowledge of how it all works, and can and can make the changes, or talk to the technical person about how the client is experiencing it, and how we can kind of merge that together. So that's that's like where we I are know. right now. Um, I read your mind, love, which, which love is cool, it. and it's, it's got its person. They all have their pros and cons, right? The original model we were working with was. Um, straight to technical account manager, but it was like the person who could talk to them and do everything behind the scenes. I think it's really rare to find those people. Right. Um, we had like four of them to begin. And that's kind of like how we grew was unicorns doing everything, right? But <laughs> it's really hard to find those people. It is, it's like, they're they're a rare breed. So um, we actually have done great at finding unicorns and then kind of merging them to where their talents go um which is like the client experience people love just talking to people and talking like bigger term strategy ideas all that kind of stuff and it's been pretty successful um but everything's got its challenges right
0: agreed agreed love it this is a uh, your series are short but sweet but i, I like them
1: yeah, I got I got two more. So yeah, maybe you know, like short, short that, little ones. <laughs> it's like back, um, back. I know you wanted to do one like long one. Go ahead. Sorry. I up until you're about the
0: twelfth or so episode or thirteenth. And um up until now it's always been really one long deep dive. But it you know, it's like it reminds me of remember back when people watched TV when we were kids, you would have like like a hour-long TV shows, but every once in a while they would just do an episode that's like 15 minutes of a few shorts. Uh, yeah. Like like the, the Simpsons Halloween episodes. They would they would yeah. always have yeah. they, would, they would always have like they would have like five, five minute mini Halloween-like episodes. So this is, it, it, yours feels like a, a spe- Halloween
1: special. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Perfect.
0: Let's go for uh, the next
1: all right. one. All right. So let's dive into the next one. So yeah, the, these next ones are. Uh, I'm trying to decide which one to go and do first. Um, all right, actually, they're they're both kind of similar, and they start with the wrong expectations. Right. Um, which is another thing I feel like is common in the industry, because right. back to my point, where everybody can. Everybody says they can do it better than everybody else. Right. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I can get you this, I can get you a million clients, whoever you are, it doesn't matter. Um, And that's just not the reality, right? Like a lot of us to line up, a lot of us to line up a lot. Like uh, ideally the client needs to have enough of a business presence and kind of marketing materials for them to be successful. Um, These two clients that I had, were sold, again, by somebody in the very early days that we were working with who really didn't understand the ecosphere. He was a great salesperson, but did a really bad job of describing the realities of digital marketing. Um, and so kind of had the wrong strategy from the outset um, on what we could do and kind of like how we did it. And so then I come in that's, as the that, by the
0: way That's, that's, that's a... A completely other universe of risk factors of having salesmen that aren't experts in the subject itself.
1: Right. Oh my God! Huge lesson. Right. This guy was experienced yeah. in in legal. Um, he had like a a legal background, but not digital marketing. Um, great, great dude uh, is doing really great in social media, but didn't understand the realities of. Google or Google Ads necessarily. Right. So I had I'd come in, they had this crazy strategy um with like with their geo-targeting, and and uh it was it was based on like good concepts, but like not how Google Ads works. So I come in and um I'm the account manager and I'm I'm like looking at the strategy and scratching my head and going. I don't think like this has zero chance of success. Right. Um, And so I have to start out as kind of like changing that strategy, right. Making it so that it can be successful um, and explaining how Google ads works. And again, really bad starting point for a client relationship (laughs) is (laughs) explaining that sales kind of, didn't do a good job in telling them like how it works, right? Sorry, what were you going to say?
0: No, 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 it's, go, uh, as, as I was going to emphasize that, that same point that ideally cells and the team that executes it need, need to work hand in hand, but that's hard to do in real life.
1: It is, right. So again, this is another one where it's a transition. And a lot of these stories are transitions because I come in <laughs> when somebody else had been let go. Okay, so. This client had been working with us for like six months on this strategy that had not gotten them anything, right? Um, and legal is a weird, unique kind of market in that um, lawyers a lot of times like will high like they're they're very busy, right? They're they're small That's business owners. They're very busy. A lot of times things will just get lost in the mix where they'll sign up for something and not really check in on it it's a big portion of the marketplace, right? So like, uh, I'd say there's 50% illegal that um, are, are really zoomed into their marketing, really want to talk to a, an account manager or like a person, um, you know, at least monthly, if not biweekly, want to be like really uh, into the strategy and what's going on. There's another 50% that, either like forgets about it like they're just like okay i signed up for some marketing thing i'm doing it whatever or um we're getting them results and like that's all they care about they don't want to talk to you you're they're getting results they're happy as long as they're not like yelling or like contacting you frequently you know you're doing a good job right Right. conversions are coming in
0: most industries or most clients have that moderate amount in the middle, but it sounds like in, you, in your experience or in legal, it's like either really checked in or really checked out.
1: 100%. And it depends on like where the firm is too, right? Yeah. Like if they're if they're uh, like, if they have a marketing person, then that person will want to talk to you like a lot. If they don't, they, they fall more into that other 50%. Right, right. So this guy had been working with us for six months on a strategy that wasn't really getting him anywhere, but he wasn't like frequently in communication. Um, Wasn't like yelling kind of was like, I'll see what happens. Kind of a thing. I come into the picture, introduce myself. Hey, I'm Anthony. Um, I'm going to be, you know, your marketing guy. Um, And I start kind of like fixing the account. Okay. And this is a really, uh, this is going to go, this story is going to veer into a couple different things because it touches kind of on other industries I've been in at other companies yes. where I, and it's a, such a really important one that I've just zoomed in on is I come in and I fix the account, right? I see what's wrong and I go, okay, I'm going to fix this. And I start fixing the pieces in the background and it starts working. Right. So <laughs> it starts working, and and this is also something I've uh, experienced a lot of times. Is there's that fifty percent who never talks to you, right? They'll reach out and be very interested in Google Ads and how it works when they get something.
0: Interesting. So, like,
1: I'll I'll come in. I'll go. All right, fuck. Um, I gotta fix. I gotta fix this crazy strategy that I know has no, no chance of success. So I start, you know, pulling the levers and, and clicking the parts to make it work. It starts working. They get intently interested in what are you doing? How did you do what you did? Um, and and they're not telling you like, Hey, we signed up a client or like anything about their results. But I know that that's what it is because they're really interested in what's Interesting. going on. So, so this is one of those cases, right? I start making it work. <clears throat> the attorney starts getting very interested in why it's working. And um then the caveat there is they go, why was it not working for the six previous months that I've been
0: working Ooh. Now it's getting interesting.
1: Right. And so like this is a, a really weird situation. Um, I've been in and I've been in it previously, and I don't know how to solve this one, to be honest with you. I love your input on this. Um, I actually worked for an agency where we were doing um, car dealerships previously. Um, like it was, you know, big car dealerships across the United States. I come in and did the same thing, right? Fixed the pieces, Um start making the accounts working really good. At the car agency place, I got, I gotten these emails from two of the dealerships that were like, holy Jesus, uh, suddenly we're seeing crazy amounts of traffic in the in walk-ins and we're selling so many more cars. And like, here's the question is what the hell are you doing? And why was this not being done previously? So I I was let go from that place because of this factor, right? <laughs>
0: because, because even though it was working, they they were unhappy that it that it had not been working for so long beforehand.
1: Yes, hundred percent. And so, like, I don't know how to solve that equation. I think it's a really tough one because it is like a trust factor, right? Like, again, it's all trust. I'm so, an employee at the place. Go ahead,
0: go ahead. So I'm just going to riff on this for 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 a moment with the with something I do. So th- this goes back to the point before about how SMT started developing processes because of that client and my instinct is is there something I do in my process that might I never consciously did it to prevent this problem but I think it might prevent this problem which is when I onboard a new client as part of the onboarding I emphasize in, write, in written docs and also and also verbally. Hey, we're always changing our strategy, including we do like every six month reviews and like sometimes they have just real like really big really big strategic strategic changes. Testing, you never know if it works. So that way you basically prepare them for and prepare them for not just things not working, but for but for strategic changes, so that. When it does happen, it's it, it's it's like less it's it's less of a shock to them,
1: right? And so we are doing that more now, kind of tying in the longer strategic plays to it. Um, but it is an interesting position to be in, right? Like taking over an account um, without those processes in play, changing the results, and then having to explain bad results, basically.
0: Yeah, it's. What's powerful about this story is similar to similar to the earlier uh, earlier one. It's not the results that clients are caring about. Like it's like when the results are getting better, they're they're angry over previous employee did something else or something else worse because that that lost that lost their trust. So they ultimately didn't care about about the better results.
1: Right. they did not enough. Yeah, it is such a trust game. A hundred percent. That is that is like really. At the end of the day, it's all about like client trusts and the perception of what's going on behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. And I think I think the reason why this is tricky is because when you come in to a new account, you need to very quickly ramp up their trust without making the previous guy look bad. And that's yes, yeah. that's that's a tough, a tough line to balance.
1: Right. It really is, but it's extremely important. Um, and then yeah, I had so like this case. Uh, got got him really good results. Um, he was very interested in in what we were doing, um, and and this is like another point of contention, right? Is trying to explain how Google Ads works to somebody who has no idea. <laughs> is,
0: this the, like is this the f- other- is this the is this the fourth story, or is this still the third is guy? This is
1: still that. This is still that it's story, still but part. it ties into the other one. Is like. <laughs> Again, it all goes back to like how how the industry tells people um, what's going on to like how it really operates to trying to explain how it really operates. Somebody who has that background of all of the other noise that they've been told, right? Like this AI program that we have is going to change everything and like, all the, all the marketing that they've been told and then like really how it works. And it is kind of complicated in like how Google ads works. Would you, would you agree with that? I I also think
0: doing anything successfully is complicated.
1: (laughs) Right. And then trying to like explain complex concepts to people who don't understand marketing is a challenge. Right. So like I would explain why something was a certain way, but I couldn't get it through to them to understand. And the guy said, Hey, if this, like, if this keeps working, I'll be with you for life, was very interested, wanted to know everything. I couldn't explain it to him or his marketing, his marketing person got more of it, but it was always then this back and forth kind of, I don't get it. Why is it this? Why is it that I would explain it, but in kind of like very long explanations that wouldn't get through them, they canceled it.
0: (laughs) By the way, I've just had people I've clients and other people I've had to work with in different contexts that were just communication was like water and oil. And if you tie this back to the SMB processes and also the having different you know customer experience and account managers uh, on each role. It might be an interesting approach where each account manager or each client experience manager has a very different communication style. So it might be interesting to match a client up with the, with the client experience manager or account manager based on they just like speak the same language. So that, that will yeah, probably go a long way toward making it successful.
1: It's so funny. You're, you're touching on all of these points that we're like coming to as an organization. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and are,
0: predicting your organization's future
1: yeah at, at these points it's very fascinating so like now we are labeling kind of what type of client is this and and you're right it is very very important um you know to also to state here like we are talking about client horror stories but i've had much more client um, yeah. great Amazing and <laughs> horror stories, and i'm I'm talking about all the cancels, but lots of clients we've had like but, for, for many years. But, um, by,
0: by the, the way, this yeah, i I know you've had zillions of great clients, and this is like the one percent bad ones, but it it reminds me of the opening lines to the novel Karenina, uh, and uh, the opening line is every every happy family is happy in the same way but every unhappy family is unhappy in a different way and yeah. and this and this reminds me of clients like every happy client is in the same way signed up started getting lots of clients started making lots of money they're really happy but it's the unhappy ones that have this subtle complexity to it
1: yeah oh huge point yeah really really so we've we've said like i know from my experience the kind of clients like at least in legal that we deal with it's it is like three different buckets, right? It's the, well, there's that first bucket where it's the 50% who kind of just don't want to talk to you. They're happy with their results and they'll stay a client. If something changes, they'll reach out, but they're open, right? Like they are, they're very open to, okay, this is working for me. Um, if it stops working, I will reach out and say something, but they're, they're, they're actually the ones that I love the most, yeah. <laughs> The of stress. but, but there is a, there is another bucket that I like. I like the ones where, you know, I'm, I'm doing a great job and, and they are only going to reach out if they're unhappy about the job that I'm doing. There's another bucket that I like, um, that are the ones that. Like to talk about big strategy. They're the ones that are really into tech stuff, right? So like they know all about Google Ads. They know how the Ecosphere works. They're interested in like the new stuff. Um, but they know and they they like they're tech savvy. They're they're the other bucket that I like. They're like one third of that other half that talks, right? But they're like not as you don't have to check in with them as much. like once a month maybe they want to hear about new stuff they're very open they understand and and they're like understanding of the ebbs and flows of digital marketing right because they know how it works um i really like those then there's another bucket have no idea what the heck's going on um (laughs) you can try and explain it to them you have to drop it down right to like a you got to metaphor it or explain it in a, in a way that, that makes sense to them. Um, They're hard though, because it's like a communication kind of gap. It's like, they're like the marketing people that you're dealing with who might work at a law firm. Right. But then they're trying to explain it to the decision maker. Right. So like you're that go between. So it's really, I think, important to like, make the concepts understandable enough that they can explain it to a third party but then you don't know like what gets lost in that mix right when you're dealing with somebody who is dealing with another person um so like there is that gap um i would say that those go ahead i'm on
0: that third bucket one strategy that doesn't solve it because it's a complex group but does help a little bit is i often write emails and doc, and create documents that are meant to be forwarded and like writing documents knowing that actually the real decision maker is there and assuming the, this middleman will just like garble it all up you put a document with the information explained in this clear way that helps someone
1: oh huge huge so i did this with uh, with one of them Um, I broke it down. He was like a a guy really into fishing. So I said, all right, how can I, how can I get this guy? So I wrote this email, um, a few paragraphs, right. It wasn't like crazy. Like I generally gear towards in explaining all the technical weird things that I'm doing. So I said, where are we fishing and what's our bait? That's, that's how I explained it to this guy. And I, (laughs) I broke it down and said, okay, we're fishing on on these kind of keywords at, or i said you know these are the these are the lakes that we're fishing in and i i i compared that to different geos i said our bait is you know these buckets of keywords and also like these billboards which we were running display ads for and i found that to be like really effective it's something i've kind of continued to go on and and feed to client experience is like how can you break it down and explain it to somebody oh in a way what makes sense, maybe towards one of their hobbies. How can we explain this where it's just super easy to get, but on point to what we're actually doing?
0: As as a totally tangential side note, what I like about that metaphor is you can keep on carrying it down. Like it's often been been difficult for me. Sorry, anyone who's not a PPC, you know, the next 30 seconds, you won't understand it. it's often been difficult for me to explain to people the difference between a keyword and a search query. Everyone thinks they're the same, and but like you can use an easy fishing metaphor. Okay, I'm going to go fishing for goldfish, but the search query is this one particular goldfish that I that that I happen to catch. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's okay. <laughs> perfect. Anyhow, back. Uh, back, so, yeah, back
1: yeah, so those are mostly my, uh, my client horror stories. Again, I think what they all boil down to is like understanding and trust, right? Like explaining, um, gaining that trust and being able to explain what you're doing in a way that anybody can understand it. And I think it comes with unique challenges. Um, I personally love what I do. I learn from every client experience that I've had Again, I have lots of very, very great client client. um, relationships. Um, And I think the the ones that I love the best are are the ones where I can talk tech stuff and like get people excited with new stuff where they do understand everything. Um, But that's kind of just selfish on my part, I think, (laughs) because um, there is like just a level of understanding that is different across the board. Um, I think it's just striking that balance. And I think it does tie back into what you were saying and like matching up the right person um, with the right person. So again, like we're just at the beginning totally. of that, but I think that would be extremely powerful. Is like, Hey, what level is this person? Maybe you're in the C and like, let's match them up with somebody who totally. kind of speaks language, language um, is huge.
0: Yeah. And agreeing and I'll wrap it all together and, with the following, what I think is a general theme of all your stories. And it's been unique among all of these uh, interviews that I've, that I've done so far is that s- is they all share the lesson that sometimes you, you can't just make every client happy. Like you're going to lose some battles. Like, like, cause there are a couple of stories where we came in and even though you did a great job, coming into a messy situation messiness caused by other people at your firm previously or your firm is just too young to have established processes yet like that can, that's a good learning experience for you but sometimes you sometimes you just need to like burn let some houses burn down in order to learn how to become a really good firefighter and 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 as a result you can't you want to lose a little bit of sleep because that makes you a better fire firefighter, but you can't lose too much sleep because then you'll be so exhausted you won't be able to become, become a better firefighter.
1: hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I think it's it's that you learn with every experience. Um, I think the pain from losing a client is, you know, it hurts in the moment, right? Like I I, I always it, it's it's hard for me because I I take them or I used to take them very personally, right? Cause like I always put all of myself into trying to do the absolute best job that I can do. Um, And I, I do like, I put a lot of thought into every client that we take on, like, right. Being into everything. Like, I mean, when I was account managing, I, I would after work, like on my couch, be looking up uh, everything I could about that firm. Right. Like what, what are their past news stories? Like, what's something I, I can grab. Cause I've had great success in that. Right. And like finding that one quote somewhere obscurely right. from three years ago, that sets them apart totally. from everybody else. And I think like, um, totally. then like when you, when you really like put all of yourself into that and, and it still ends up being a cancel because like timing doesn't match up or whatever it is. I, I, I used to take it really personally, but you're right. Um, you're not going to be able to keep everyone. But I think that pain from losing them has always led to, um, especially at SMB, uh, an improvement of some point on our processes so that it doesn't happen again, Um, which is awesome, right? Like every, every loss helps us to grow, which is a a great lesson. Yeah. um,
0: Agreed. Agreed. A thousand percent. And love the lessons very insightful always and um thank you for showing up it, like uh, let's let's do it again and uh, we can share some good stories
1: percent. <laughs> okay yeah.
0: same here and thank you for everyone who made it to the end <clears throat>